Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Last Change Podcast uh, with Andrew and Ricky. Um, it's hard to put this one together because I've got a personal feud currently with Comcast, Xfinity, whatever the hell they want to be called. Um, so we were supposed to record this last night and my speeds, I, I do speed tests all the time because I pay for their gigabit service and I like to make sure that, you know, nothing's wrong with it. Um, my speeds were half, my upload speeds were gone. Apparently I sounded like a robot on Discord, uh, three different computers and a cell phone. Um, we tried, we tried to make it work. We definitely did. Um, so we ended up doing things a little backwards. We were going to have an interview and, and Ricky ended up, uh, doing it without me, which is fine. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Um, and, uh, and now we're recording the beginning of the podcast last, After. <laughs> but then like, I'm going to edit it and you're not even going to know. And it'd be magic. Yeah, if I didn't say anything, you would have been like, this is a perfectly executed podcast. Like that, one, like that one time where we recorded an hour and a half and then realized my mic wasn't coming through for some reason. There was that. There was one where... I'm recording um, halfway through. It stopped recording halfway through. There was another one, I remember. We're professionals. We're professionals. So we didn't know why it happened at the time, but I remember when we were using Skype, now we're using Discord, um... There was one where my mic just stopped working and you were like, you were talking and you didn't know why I wasn't interrupting you. And then at the end, you were just like, hello. Yeah, I'll just go fuck <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. It's great. That, that's happened twice. <laughs> and I figured out that when I was using Skype, I can't open Discord to look at stuff because Discord then takes control of the mic and takes it away from Skype. Whatever. Either way, we're here. We're professionals. You're still getting this on Wednesday morning, which is now the day that you know, we're going to release episodes. Um, no, stay tuned. Subscribe. Don't even stay tuned because you're going to listen to this and it's going to be Wednesday already. So you don't even have to true. wait. Yeah. yeah. But subscribe. So then you don't even have to wait for us to tell you. That's true. That you should subscribe. Goes up like a, like a gift in the morning on Wednesdays. You should subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell. If there is one, leave a comment <laughs> below. Um, Smash the like button. Those Tell your happening. friends, leave this podcast on for your pets when you're gone for the day. Leave it on, like, go to your grandparents' house or, like, an older relative that can't really hear. And, like, put it on at their house, but, like, really low and they won't even know it's on. Um, Put it on your iPad. Put your iPad at the bathtub and close the curtains and leave. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just play it somewhere. Just play it, yeah. That's, it. That's all <laughs> we need. Play yeah, and hopefully we get good Enjoy guests. it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. It's fine. Yeah. But my you can, hope you is, can rage li you can rage listen too. I have no problem with that because yeah, I rage you could, listen and watch a lot of things. You could pretend that you're yelling at us, like yell at your radio, tell us how much you think we suck. But the hope here is that we get good enough guests and are we're entertaining enough that you go into the bathroom, you take the iPad out of the tub, and you listen to it. Or you jump in the tub, put the iPad on the toilet next to the tub. Uh and just put some bubbles, light some just candles. Don't, just don't jump in there with a toaster. Could you imagine somebody listening to us like while well, they have a candle lit bathtub uh, going on? That, that person should be committed immediately because they're absolutely insane if that person exists. Hmm. Well, biggersmallermedia at gmail.com. Tell us where <laughs> you listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> that's my 
email for all my photography yeah. music and shit so we don't have one for this um anyway the only thing that's happened with the devils since the last time we talked was they've hired bill spaulding as uh their play-by-play guy replacing steve cangelosi well i guess msg hired him but uh all we know about this guy i think you've looked him up a little more but we've seen videos of what he sounds like and, and he's got a really good announcer voice so i'm, I'm yeah the, happy the devil's it. the devil's actually posted his um uh his what's this, like the not tryout like uh you know whatever his his casting couch yeah pretty much <laughs> whatever you call it because <laughs> no it's like a real <laughs> yeah know. they posted yeah. it they posted it he did it with dano so i guess they you know it was kind of like a so i got a good feel for it but it was it sounded good i i, I liked it i think it's pretty good uh, again, I've said it before. I didn't really love Cangelosi when he started, and he grew on me, obviously. But uh, starting going into this, I actually like the way this guy sounds. So I think it should be pretty nice. Maybe if we can actually, you know, score a goal or two, that'd be cool too. Well, and and uh, regarding what you were saying, I like what they did. They put him in the studio um, and played a couple like Devils highlights. Well, I mm-hmm. guess all of them because there were five, and I don't think there were any more than five actual good things that happened last year. And they had him do like sample play by play of it. And he was pretty good. So I'd imagine he'd be even more animated as it's happening live. Um, so he's also the only person we've invited to come on this podcast that hasn't responded. So real nice, real <laughs> nice, <laughs> real nice, Bill. Yep. Everyone else has said yes. We have, I think, two or three more people that have said yes that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Somebody in September yeah, for sure have two and then the september one so we have three yeah as of this moment and they're all really good guests and you're all gonna like them if you actually listen to us that's objective uh i think (laughs) i think it's objective i I don't think everybody likes everybody i think i think i think content wise the what we're going to do with the interview i think everyone will enjoy it I don't want to say who is coming on because we'll leave that as a surprise. The only thing is we're trying to cover different areas. So like we've got somebody to talk to us about advanced stats. We've got somebody to talk to us about international prospects and, and stuff like that. So we're trying to cover everything. Cause I know a lot of these podcasts have been us talking about how much last year sucked and how much next year's going to suck unless a through Z happens. So we got some variety coming pretty soon. And we're going to continue to do some more of these, too, like we did with Sam. Uh, get to know your fellow Devils fans as well. We'll see now that you've said that. They're only listening to this first and they didn't know about that yet. You know what I'm saying? You just you. Ch- <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I do? You literally just said we're recording this first, you jackass. Yeah, but then by the time they hear you say like we did with Sam, they're like, but we didn't hear Sam yet because Sam's coming up in like 10 minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't inter- I didn't interview him yet. Oh no, Andrew's internet's starting to not work again now. Oh. Um so yeah, first tell everybody who who you talk to and just like a brief synopsis. Yeah, so it's Sam and I'm gonna butcher his name. I, I, I tried to pronounce it correctly and I apologize, Sam. And Nalaru, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um sounds very perfect. Contributor at pitchfork puck uh sam a o l d one on twitter um yeah i've been following him for a little bit he's started writing not i don't think too long ago for them but he seems like a pretty level-headed devil's fan and 
so I, I thought it'd be nice to get him on just to kind of start this series off of getting to getting to know your fellow Devils fans. See what you got to do. Remember last week when we talked to Ryan Novozinski right before he hit record, I was like, hey, Ryan, Novozinski, right? He's like, yeah, that's fine. I did. I did ask him. Oh, I did you, ask him. Would you forget it's, already? I literally typed it out phonetically, too. So I think I got it right when I did the interview, but I accidentally deleted that thing where I had the phonetic spelling. So I think I nailed it, though. I'm pretty sure I just got it. Well, what you also did with Sam, which you're about to do with me, is we're going to be doing a little thing. Uh, I don't know if we have an official name for it yet. I think it was going to be the last take. Well, no, that's our that's your hot take at the end. That's the last take. All right, that's something different. So we're going to be asking right now. It's ten questions. It might the number of questions might change. The questions might change, but we want to ask some questions that will help you get to know your fellow fan or the guest. And and Ricky and Sam ask each other these questions, and Ricky's going to ask me a couple minutes. Ricky embarrassed himself, but I'm not embarrassed. Well, you want to stay tuned for that? Yeah. Um, you may want to stay tuned to find out what my favorite movie is and what my favorite guilty pleasure movie is, because it's quite embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find out for me in a second. Um, so not much else to talk about. Usually I like to talk about the Red Bulls a little bit. and They're ruining my life. So um, everyone that has ever followed this team has known since the season started that they needed a striker. So they go into the transfer window and bring back Kyle Duncan on loan for the rest of the season, who's a wing back and a Brazilian 20 year old who scored two goals this year, who doesn't have a work visa yet. Who's not even here yet. They brought him uh, on a loan for the rest of the season. So for all of you devils fans that like to say that the owners are cheap and you get mad when I defend the owners and say that they're not cheap. I know what cheap owners are. Okay. Red Bull is a multi-billion dollar corporation, and they could not be bothered to spend any goddamn money on the New York Red Bulls. They they have done, since Jesse Marsh left, they, they've signed a couple of good players, Lequinius, uh trading for Lewis Morgan was a great trade, but like, these transfer windows, they do the bare minimum, last minute kids who are not ready for big MLS moments on short loans. They're probably going to lose Tom Edwards on loan now. Uh, John Tolkien's wanted places. Like, this team is in shambles. And even some of the, the fans that are, have been their staunchest defenders and Red Bulls, staunchest defenders in the last couple of years, like our friend Chris, is just depressed about the team right now. So, actually, the Devils are like a ray of uh, sunshine in it's, comparison. It's- Funny you should say that, because me and Sam were talking about the Atlanta Falcons, because we're both Falcons fans, and we're, like, both the same way, just, like, apathetic towards the team at this point, and it's just, like, Devils fans think they have it bad, like, at least they've won before. Like, you just expect to be let down constantly as a Falcons fan, even when you think, like, they can't possibly let me down again, they can't They can't possibly lose this game, they do. And it's, you know, I've tried to get into watching Red Bull, but like every time I do, it's just like, Andrew, is this, are these, are these guys serious? Like, what am I watching? Well, I mean, we've seen the immediate consequences of their failure in the transfer window because we, everyone said they needed a striker. They didn't actually spend money on a striker. They've had two games since and they've been shut out uh, a nil nil draw with DC and a one nothing loss to Orlando. So two games, no goals. Um, I mean, yeah, so I think what it comes down to is I think 
both of us are really terrible at picking teams because I think all of our teams are dog shit. Um, I can't. So as much as I've complained about Juventus, my three main sports clubs, Devils, Red Bulls, Juventus. Juventus just won 10 titles in a row. So I can't really complain too much about it, but like Ronaldo coming in and out has sort of destroyed the team temporarily. Um, and just this last year, they finally made some really good signings and stuff. They look good. Yesterday, they beat uh, Sampdoria. Was it Sampdoria? Sassuolo 3 0. Uh, Di Maria with a goal who looked really good, but then he left because he got hurt. So that's great. Pogba's already hurt. McKinney's hurt. Whatever. And two of those three guys can eat shit. Yeah, well, he was a United fan. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Um, so to finish up with our little segment here, I'd like you to ask me the uh, the ten questions. Do you want me just ask you right in order? Yeah, I don't, I don't care what the order is. Uh, also, I mean, look, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it's something that will evolve, will change. Please, please give us feedback, questions, suggestions. Like, you know, if we ask a question that consistently gets boring answers from us or other people, then we'll change it. You know, let, let us know. And, uh, I'm like sort of not prepared for some of these questions, so let's find. I'm very, out I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited because I don't know some of these. All right, good. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to ruin it for you. Right. Uh, so, what is your favorite movie? It's easy, Hot Fuzz. You knew that one. <laughs> yes, I knew that one. Yeah. Um, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be, and why would it be birds? Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I'm into bird photography. That's what you're poking, poking fun at. You've been doing that all day. I'm an old man. I know. Um, but. This is a question I actually didn't have an answer for. So the first thing that popped into my head was a billboard that says, I actually kind of like Steven Singer. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That is a very regionally specific yeah. billboard. I hate, Steve, I hate Steven Singer. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next. All right. So you're on a deserted island and you can choose three people, alive, dead, famous, athletes, whatever you want, family members. Who are you choosing? Oh, this is boring. So my wife, so she doesn't divorce me for not picking her. Uh, my friend John, because he is well known as the life of any party. And number three is Dave Matthews, because he's going to keep me entertained for a little while. God. After like three days. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I would just drown myself. And you just throw him in the, the ocean. <laughs> just, I would drown myself. <laughs> uh, all right. If you could own any sport franchise in the world, who is it and why? I would purchase New York City Football Club with the immediate uh, intention of folding them. Good. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse, what's your weapon of choice? I wrote this down because I forgot the name of it. Hold on, hold on. Um, here it is. It is called The Ripper, and it is a weapon from the game Dead Space uh, because it is a gun that shoots out like a hyper-powered uh, blade saw. So in that game, it cuts off the limbs of the enemy, like the monsters and stuff, so they can't walk to you. And I feel like in a zombie apocalypse, if you're not aiming for the head, if you could take out the feet or the knees with the, with the blade saw, then they can't get to you. You know what I mean? What happens when you run out of blade saw bullets? It's with any weapon. I mean, you That's die. Not true. What, That's what true. weapon do you not run out of? Any, uh, I, I chose a katana. It's not, you're not going to run out of bullets with a katana, are you? No, but if you've ever played uh, State of Decay 2, which we did and we did not have a good time, uh, these melee we weapons... We did not. 
they break after a while. You, how many heads are you going to chop or slice off before that blade gets dull, man? Well, with you dead know, zombies, they, they go th- you go through a dead zombie head like freaking a knife through butter. Come on. There's no resistance in Eventually, that. it's going to run out. Gonna All right. Dull. You're not going to have that shiatsu uh, kitchen knife, you know, from Japan. Maybe <laughs> one of those, actually. I might change my answer. I, I'm, so <laughs> I went with katana, but I, I was going to go with a crowbar. Because it's multi-purpose and it's not going to break, but I went for the katana just because it looks cooler. All right, all right. So, what's your electric chair meal? Um, that would be the boneless spare rib combination with pork fried rice and an egg roll and, a, and some crab rangoon from any local Chinese establishment. I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. <laughs> and I already know the answer to this one too. If you wanted to disappear, what country would you go to hide in? You have no idea what the the answer to this question is. What do you think it is? I mean, I was going to say, I would assume Canada. You can't hide in Canada? Sure you can. No, I'm going to Vietnam, baby. Oh, God. I don't even want to explore that. <laughs> it's not a bad answer. So I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain and RIP. I'm pointing to my ceiling. Um, but he had always said that his favorite place to go was Vietnam, and he could see himself living there. And it's the kind of place where, like, as a tourist, you could sort of get lost in just live uh, very minimally with the local culture and everything. And I've always, and I've never been there. I've only been to Canada, the U S Mexico and the Virgin islands, Puerto Rico. So any answer I give is, is sort of speculative that I've never been there, but I think Vietnam. Yeah. I won't ruin all my answers, but I chose someplace new would have never thought in a million years either. Um, all right. What song always gets you pumped up? And I cannot wait for everyone to hear Sam's answer to this one. Cause I was still laughing. Not only was I laughing about it last night, then I found myself humming and whistling it to myself, cursing his name. Well, mine has some recency bias. It's bulls on parade by rage against the machine. Um, I saw them last week, but also it's the red bulls goal song, you know, so I have been listening to it for years and years. Rage has always been one of my favorite bands. And that that song, if you don't get pumped up, there is something wrong with you. I, I think I, I like that song. I think Bomb Track's another good one, too. That's what they opened uh, the show with. That was nuts. Is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So what is your guilty pleasure TV show, movie, or music? Taylor Swift. I love that lady. Okay. Fair enough definitely not even remotely as embarrassing as my answer well the original uh, <laughs> question was uh and I, I thought of this one was guilty pleasure tv show and then i actually couldn't think of one at first i was like i like new girl but that's not much of a whatever so we broadened it anyway continue uh all right least the last question uh you're the president and you get to sell one u.s state why is it florida it's well, I already told you, yeah, it's Florida. Um, <laughs> I already know, I think everybody knows your feelings on Florida. Florida, I've referred to as America's <laughs> test kitchen, um, because I feel like that's where they just let people run wild. And I have friends that live there, and I, I feel very uh anxious for their safety. Um, they're like they walk out the door in the morning and they might get attacked by an alligator or somebody on bath salts or um. They might find themselves in the midst of a of a pickup truck rally. With anyway, um, was that the last question? <laughs> that is the last question. But then we have we need your uh, your take, your hottest take, the last take from Andrew. What is it? All right. So also with hot take, um, I'll say two things. No, I'm not going to say two things. I also thought like something you're passionate about, not just a hot take. And I actually really couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. But let's do a deep dive here. 
I would like to get rid of the law that was passed several years ago in New Jersey um, that motorists must stop for pedestrians and crosswalks. Um, because I feel that it has given pedestrians the ability to not look both ways when they cross the street. Um, they just walk out in intersections regardless of whether cars are coming or not. Um, pedestrians get hit all the time. Uh, it's harder to stop a fast-moving vehicle than it is to just not walk in the middle of the street. And whatever happened to teaching your kids to look both ways before you cross the fucking street? I mean, I, I grew up going down the shore every summer, and if everybody knows the Lavalette Seaside area, you got to cross two different highways, Route 35, to get to the beach. And there's no crosswalks there. I never got hit by a car. You look both directions. Nobody's coming. Walk across the street. You get to the beach. No problem. But now, everybody's got to slam on their brakes to at every crosswalk for pedestrians that are not doing the right thing anyway. And I'm probably going to run someone over in the next couple of years. So refer back to this to know why. <laughs> Uh, along those lines, I, I my my take is completely not related to that. But along those lines, I'll tell you one thing that grinds my gears is when we were kids. Be the segment. Of, what grinds yeah. my gears? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all, almost everybody listening right now can relate to this. When you were a kid, there was a bus stop, one bus stop. You all went to the bus stop. You all got picked up at the bus stop. Why the fuck does every kid have to get picked up in front of their house these days? Yeah. I, I get stuck behind a bus and they stop literally 12 times on one street. And you, and you can't, can't go pass around them. it. Yep. It's like, why can't you just have one fucking bus stop? It, it drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely insane. And then they pull up to the house and these people take their sweet ass time coming out of the house. Then they got to walk up and give the kid a kiss goodbye and you gotta wave it can you just get in the bus yeah the parents walk one up day to I'm the gonna bus scream. yeah one day yeah. i'm gonna scream can you just cut the goddamn kid on the bus and the bus driver's name is jerry or like hildy yeah. or some shit and everybody's gotta be like hey jerry how was your week shut up see i'll take your word for it uh with the kid thing my parents always drove me to school um but yeah as an adult getting stuck behind a school bus Enraging. It's, not, it's, it's just the, it's not even getting stuck. It's like why does every kid have to get picked up in front of their own house? I don't understand it. Yeah, walk to the end of the block. Yeah. Like, well, we all just... used to. It would be like the same time. Everybody went to the bus stop. Everybody got picked up at the same spot. Everybody got dropped off at the same spot. It's these kids, they're going to grow up, and then they're going to think that they have the right of way at every crosswalk, and they're just going to jump in the middle of the street because they weren't taught otherwise. They're going to get hit by a car, and then it's my they're gonna fault. Get hit by Andrew. They're going to get hit by my Kia Seltos, and then it's my fault. Okay? You um, have no car, and they have no life. And I'm going to preface this whole hot take thing with don't even bother with the pork roll Taylor ham debate. I don't give a yep. shit. And yep. I grew up in North Jersey and called it pork roll. So because of that, there is no right answer. I don't even eat it. I don't even like it, so it doesn't make a difference to me. And I haven't it's had it in like two years. It used to be very delicious with pork roll, egg and cheese, ketchup, on a, add a salt, pepper, ketchup on an everything bagel. Oh, my God. Boner. Nah. Oh, man. Not a big, not a big ham guy. Not a ham. What the fuck's the matter? Nope. I don't you know. You know, especially with the way oh. the economy is, you can still get a half a pound of ham for like two bucks. Yeah, there's probably a reason why, because it's gross. I had ham in chicken cordon bleu last week. It was delicious. Oh. Ugh. What's the matter with you? Ugh. Call yourself Italian. Why, because I don't eat ham? 
You should eat and it don't, and it Because they don't like ham and I don't eat tomatoes. Why? Well, I, I don't like tomatoes either. <laughs> um, they take them, it's empty calories, man. Just take it off the sandwich. It's gross. I hate it. I, if it slips on like in a, like a sub or something, I'll eat it. But I, my wife like will eat tomatoes like they're like gumdrops, and it makes it, me want to puke. It I depends it. on the thickness of the tomato. If it's a paper thin like slice of tomato, I will eat it. But if it is a thick slice of tomato and it starts to be as substantial as the meat on the sandwich, I that's the first thing I'm taking off. Right. I also have a very weird thing about sandwiches that. The lettuce can't protrude from the food deli- delivery vehicle, the bun, whether it's like a Kaiser roll or a long sub roll. Like if there's lettuce coming out of it, I'm pulling it off. The key, the key is you have to ask for a little bit of lettuce. That's why and, I, every sandwich I get, because I don't, I like lettuce, but I gotta have just a little bit, too much, and I can't. They pile it on and they give you like less meat. That. The only thing we're asking for a little bit of something doesn't work for some reason is when you ask for a little bit of cream cheese on a bagel at any establishment. Oh <laughs> Don't put three any, inches of that shit. Any, any establishment in New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, so you just made me want to answer another question. Maybe we'll add this in the future. What's your favorite sandwich? I mean, it depends. It depends on where I guess where you get it from. Like, I can't get the sandwich anymore, unfortunately. But in uh, in Fairlawn, New Jersey, there used to be a place sub base. They made the best cheesesteaks on the planet Earth, and they're not there anymore. But that would be my that would be my number one. But is a cheesesteak like your favorite? Like, just if somebody said to you, regardless no. of the place, no, like, well, no, that's no. I'm very particular about cheese cheesesteaks. It can't be regardless of the place because if that's the case, then it's not a cheesesteak. All right. Um, it's fine. My answer is a little more broad. It's uh, smoked turkey with cheddar and bacon uh, with Russian dressing. Um, or you know what? Let's call it Thousand Island dressing because that's what it is. And the Russians are being punished. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sitting here going, aren't they the same thing? It's the same thing. We're going to call it. We're going to call them freedom fries. <laughs> Got it. God, God damn it. That's a sign that we've gone too far. So, uh, Ricky did a nice job on this interview, and I think we'll let the folks uh, listen to that. We'll be back next week with a guest. Special guest. A very special guest, very Devils related. And, uh, yeah, take it away, Ricky and Sam. All right, so this week we have a special guest. Sam Analuru from, I hope I pronounced that right. I tried to yep. very hardly. <laughs> uh, he's a, a contributor at Pitchfork Puck. Uh, he is Sam AOLD1 on Twitter. If you guys don't follow him already, you should. He's a pretty good writer. I like to read some of his stuff. And uh, Sam, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the praise as well. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my co host Andrew cannot be with us tonight. He is currently um, raging at his home because Comcast has ruined his internet that he pays a lot of money for, so he is not thrilled right now. But we don't want to keep Sam waiting, so we, we get him on. Um, so there's not really a ton to talk about in Devil's Land right now. Um, Sam, what do, you, what do you think so far about the offseason? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think as a fan, um, we've had pretty good years, right? Like in the offseason, you know, offseason champs or whatever. 
um, <laughs> but I think this year, I think it's kind of like um, I saw uh, CJ um, on Twitter. He was saying it's like the most average you can get um, at the offseason. You get your winger, you get your goaltender, you get your depth defenseman. And they did that. Um, but do I love everything they did? No. And, um, you know, I think if I give it a letter grade, like a B, B minus. I think that's pretty pretty fair. I mean, you know, we've all talked about it a billion times on Twitter and and on here. Um, Debrinket would have probably pushed that to an A for me. I know he's small, but you know, you put a forty goal scorer next to Hughes, and it's an immediate upgrade. You're just asking a lot from a lot of young players right now to, to get your scoring. Um, but you know, at least I have Brad signed. Um, you hope Mercer takes a step forward. So. You know, I can't really complain too much, but, uh, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, you're not mad, but you're not like, you know, I don't know what to be. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm not like disappointed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, every season I'm excited, even when I know we're terrible, like two years ago, I, <laughs> I knew it would be terrible. But I think, you know, I think with this team, I think, and, you know, I've been a fan for like 10 years now. I think, I think from, the talent we have now to what we've had is like a a different tier. Like in my opinion, like you have Jack Hughes, who like a top 10 player at some point in the league, he will be. And you know, you have Brat, you have Nico, you have Dougie Hamilton, you have, um, you know, Luke Hughes, the prospect. So as, as a fan, I think I'm much more excited for the future. I don't know about next year specifically, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. So, you know, part of that is, how do these guys, these young guys develop, right? Like, you know, what do you get from even, even a Jesper Bratt where sure he was awesome last year and he looked, there was a lot of times where he was the best player on the ice, but you got to see it again, right? Like, you know, I'm not, not to downplay what he did last year, but you got to see it again this year. You know, he's playing for a contract. So you hope, you hope that happens, but you got to have, you got a lot of these guys like Nico, the second half of last year was great. We need that again. You need Sharon Govich to score 20, 25 goals. You need Mercer to take a step forward. You need Hughes to not get hurt. You need Dougie to not get hurt. You need him to play well. You, you need all these guys to do what they're supposed to do and then some. And even then, I don't still don't know that we're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about playoffs this year. I think, I mean... Every year, I think Pittsburgh is going to be bad. Every year, I think Washington is going to be bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll and, never, I will never pick them to be out of the playoffs ever again because every time I do, they prove me wrong. It's, it, I mean, Crosby never missed the playoffs in his career, which is a ridiculous stat. I mean, so like, yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, especially with you know Malkin signed and Latang resigned. I think this is like their last couple years of fully competing. So I don't yeah. think they're going to, you know, push up the gas pedal or anything like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I just can't. I can't pick against them. I, I did it last year, and I did it the year before, and I look stupid. So I'm not doing it anymore. Washington's more interesting. Uh, like, I don't think they're that good of a team. Um, I think they play bad. I think when you watch them, they watch them play. They're not a good team to watch, really. And uh, I mean, you know, they do have a bench game. They have like good players, but do they have the goaltending? I guess Kemper. Now, now I think about it, have Kemper, but. You know, they have the defensive core to really be a playoff contender. You know, we'll see. I think their defense is relatively unchanged, if I'm not mistaken. Right, they have pretty much the same guys, and they weren't yeah. great. But you hope with better goaltending, they'll be they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So 
yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I just can't pick. You, I can't pick against Ovechkin. This dude is like 800 years old. He's still scoring 40 goals every year. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, with two more, three more years, as you know, I think it's like four the the rate he has to score at uh, to get Gretzky's record. So, any reason why he can't? The guy just all he does is score. That's no, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, so the only other news I've really seen about the Devils was today the uh, Devils Insider tweeted out that um, Andy Schneider is formerly the uh, head of the CHL scouting department for the Devils, is no longer with the team. He's now the director of North American scouting for the Rangers. And all the tweets were good, bye, huge W. <laughs> and somebody was like, what do you mean? We brought in all these good players from the CHL. And then you like look at the list, it's like, I'm not going to give him credit for Nico. You, you got, let's say, the fourth best overall player in the draft in the top five. I mean, you, you kind of couldn't miss there if you, if you took any of those guys, yep. except for Nolan Patrick. But I, you know, uh, I'll give him credit for Dawson Mercer. I will not give him credit for Ty Smith because he stinks. Nico Dawes is to be seen. Ohata, Graham Clark, uh, Vukovjevic, however the hell you pronounce his name, <laughs> Bastion. McLeod, I mean, those, all these guys were like second, third round. Most of these guys were second, third round picks. And uh, I don't know, Blackwood, you know, who the hell knows? You know, it depends on what we get out of Blackwood this year. But you could see, you could essentially see the end of Ty Smith, uh, Vuka, whatever the hell you pronounce his name, McLeod, Bastion, and Blackwood could no longer be Devils at the end of the season. So I wouldn't exactly call that um, a, a good run of, of, of drafting. And I wish him all the best with the Rangers. I hope he continues to do such a great job. <laughs> I mean, I think the Rangers have done pretty good in CHL, uh, weirdly enough. Mercer, I'll give him credit for. I mean, Stillman is an awful pick. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> for that reason alone, I'm glad he's gone. But, I mean. Right. It's, I mean, I just can't. There's, you know, you can't put, you can't put lipstick on a pig, right? So, everyone's, that's like, no, he might still develop, like, this guy couldn't even make the the world junior team. Now maybe he'll make the the one coming up in the winter. But like, come on, like he's your first I mean, pick. Like, I doubt that one too. And to be honest, I, I yeah. don't think making that team. So, <laughs> I doubt it too. Uh, you know, you know, you see prospect camp. Everyone said he was pretty good, but who knows? Like, you know, I, I expect to see more out of a first round pick. It, it's like one of those things where, like, I think if he makes the NHL, he'll be a fine player. But I don't know if he makes it, kind of thing. Yeah, and if by a fine player, we're talking probably a third, fourth line guy. I don't think he's going to be a second or first line guy. But And my issue is, how many of those guys do we have on our roster? Exactly. And how many of those guys do we have in our pipeline? It's all third and fourth line guys, with the exception of, you know, the obvious guys. But, like, how many third, fourth line guys do we have? And look at Utica, it's the same thing. Most of those guys are third, fourth line guys. Like, it's what... And I've talked about this before. It's what puzzled me so much about the draft, drafting all defense, pretty much, when you already have a pretty damn solid decor and you have two really good defensive prospects. I get the first overall pick, but like second pick, the third round pick, like all those picks were all defense. It doesn't make sense to me. And I think Devils fans specifically overlook the fact that we really don't have forward depth. Everyone just kind of glosses over that and says we need defense, 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 but we really don't have forward depth. Yeah, I remember someone, uh, I was saying, like, you know, we, we should take Enratu at the draft because we don't have any centers, you know, other than, other than Salman, and it's our only center prospect that's, like, worthwhile. 
And they're like, oh, but isn't Jack a prospect? I mean, like, um, no, you know, Jack, Nico, you guys are NHL at this point. So the only center you have is really what, like, Salmon and I can't even think of another one really. So I mean, Mercer, I guess, is a center, but I think they're pretty much resigned themselves to the fact he's going to be a wing at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd rather him be three C. I think three C would be a perfect role for him. If he is playing wing, that's fine. I mean, I mean, if if you can't get another winger, that's fine. But if you can, you know, you know, you should. I think they have to because they didn't sign any. They didn't go get any right-handed wings. I think they have no choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have, again, you have to hope that Holtz comes up and and he's the guy. He's the guy you expect him to be. If he's not, <laughs> there's going to be a big problem. That's, that's what I don't, I don't get about Fitzgerald this offseason. I mean, you're putting a lot of faith into guys you have no idea if they're going to be good. Holtz, you know, you know Zetterland. I mean. Brought to an extent that you, you might not know if you can even repeat. I, I understand maybe you want to get Palant for the experience, but you're not getting guys that you like know for sure are going to be good. When honestly, Fitzgerald, if he's missing the playoffs this year again, I don't think he's staying. Right? I think so, he's on the hot seat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if if you're someone, I mean, maybe you know, maybe he's riding the next coach's wave and then he'll stay until then, but. I don't know. I feel like if if he, I feel like he should get more aggressive in that sense, which is why I would have gone for a Debrinket or even Fiala. Though yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I remember at the time I was saying uh, who is his favorite kid, and, and he watched him in the World Juniors. He's amazing. So maybe we uh, kind of underestimated the return, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree, and and it's he he made it a point to talk about in the off season how. You know, they're almost trying to spin it like we didn't want to bring it because he's more of the same. Like they don't want more small fast forwards. They want some bigger guys that can grind it out and get to the net. Guys like Matthew Kachuk. But it's one thing to say that, but they didn't do any. It's not like they they were like, all right, this is our plan. We're going to execute it. They can say that all they want, but they didn't do it. Like you're you're still looking at the same roster basically up front. Yeah, I mean, and. I don't. I don't get this size thing. Like, who cares about size? Like, like, like I, I get it. If the playoffs need to get grind wingers, but if your best players are small, then they're small. It doesn't really matter at this point. Like, Dubrinky is a forty goal scorer two years in a row now. He's proven he's actually a good defensive player. If you look at his, his stats, I mean, he's perfect. And he, and I don't know. I mean, he's twenty four. He has two years of team control. To me, if you weren't. I, I could see if they if they were you know holding out for Holtz and, and second overall, I could see why you'd say no to that. But if it's just second overall or just Holtz, I think you do that in a heartbeat. So I don't really know. Yeah, I'll die on this hill because I've been saying it since I, I, I. Sure, they made some good moves, but that is the move that's going to haunt them because you're going to see him put up 40, 45 goals this year, and Devils fans are going to be sitting there looking, damn, that would have been nice next to Jack. And it sucks. It's 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 Ottawa because Ottawa has. I mean, right. you know the depth they have. You know, Stutzla, Batherson, um, you know all the other guys. You know, Brady Kachuk, all these Norris, dudes. I mean, yeah. Norris, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's not going to be fun to watch. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll get to forward to look into them, and we've talked about it. You know, like you said, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but it would be nice to see them kind of take a step forward and become a team that's hard to play against. Would be nice. Um, you know, not blowing leads, not giving up one goal and having it turn into four or five. Uh, so, you know, those are the sort of things that I'm looking for to at least be excited about next season. I know it's sad that I'm already looking towards next season, but 
Um, those are the things that I'm looking forward to at least to see with this team. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a, a universe where they make it. I mean, I, I don't think it's like totally, you know, impossible or, or impossible that they that they make the playoffs. I think if Vanacek has a good year and he had a pretty yeah. good one last season, and if I mean, realistically, if the Devils have good goaltending, they should be close, right? I mean, this is a yeah. team that was good offensively last season. They were average defensively. Uh, penalty kill PK was, I mean, penalty kill was all right. Pen- power play is absolutely horrible. So you assume that comes back to the mean, it comes back to normal. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's going to be goaltending whether they come close or not. If we get, I mean, you have to think there's no way we get goaltending as bad as we got last year because I just don't think it's possible. I mean, um, so it, even, it, <laughs> even I, that, I think, you might, yeah. <laughs> I think even that's an improvement. Like, I don't think it could possibly be that bad. I think I was looking at this. It was the second worst, um, I think, goaltending of the, the of the salary cap era. So I mean, yeah. to have that yeah. level of, of bad luck is, I mean, for two years is ridiculous. Yep, absolutely. All right. So now that the hockey stuff is out of the way, I have a couple of questions I have to ask you right off the bat. <laughs> you you live in Texas. Yep. But how, did you grow up in New Jersey, or you've always lived in the, in Texas? All right, let me give you a little breakdown of my, my life story, right. I guess. Let's go. Let's hear it. I was, so I was born in Edison, which is like, what, okay. 40 minutes outside of Newark. Yep. Yep. I moved to Atlanta when I was five. Um, and I moved to India when I was 10. And I moved to Texas when I was 11. So that kind of explains. Yeah. And how the hell did you pick the Devils? So when I left... Um, I really missed like living in New Jersey. I had a lot of family there, and so I never really wanted to leave. Okay. And so I was watching, you know, I think when you're five, six, you're, you're slowly getting into sports. Um, and the Devils were, I think, the only team at the time in the Nets were, that were like a team in New Jersey, right? Because yep. the, the Giants and the Jets, they're, they're technically from New Jersey, but they play in New York. Right. Yep. Um, so I picked the Devils as my team, and I started watching highlights of Brodeur and, and Eliash, you know, these guys, and I, I know I love the sport. So, that's how I became a Devils fan, and I started watching them during the, the the cup run. And you know, I picked a really bad time to be a fan because <laughs> the, the year after, and ever since. Yeah, I I always say it. So growing up, I was oddly enough, I've been in Jersey my entire life. I was the Seattle Mariner fan strictly because I was a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Mm-hmm. And once they traded him to the Reds, it was like one of these things where like, why am I staying up? to like one o'clock in the morning watching games when I really don't have any rooting interest here. The guy I love is not here anymore. And I was like, you know, my father's a Yankee fan. So I'm like, you know what? I'll become a Yankee fan. This way I can go to games with my dad and all that stuff. And this just so happened to be in 2000. When did they lose to the Marlins? 2012. So 2013, I believe, or whatever the year after they lost to the Marlins was the year I kind of switched. And they've won once since, and so I always say that I'm the I'm the super jinx because this team has 27 World Championships, and I've seen one. Yeah, you know, I, uh, same thing with me. Like being a like a, a Atlanta sports fan in general, like you think you're cursed. Yeah, right. So for... that was the next thing. I, you know, we just both found out that we're both Falcons fans, also, which is uh, you know something we can commiserate over. I mean, but I guess Jesus. the fact that you lived you lived in Atlanta for a little bit makes sense because I have no explanation as to why I'm a Falcons fan, other than I was like at a game one time and they were playing the Falcons. I'm like, hey, I root for this team. I mean, it's cool jerseys. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been rewarding. I can yeah. tell you that much. I mean, uh, to the Falcons. Yeah. It, 
the way I think about the Falcons, like if the Devils lose or if the Braves lose or if, you know, uh, even if United lose to an extent, like I'm, I do feel sad, right? I'm like, I'm generally upset. But when the Falcons lose to me now, it's like almost like a comedy. Like I don't even care at this point. Yeah, I, I've, I used to, so I used to watch every minute of every game, every minute of every Devils game, every minute of Yankee games. And I'm just, maybe I'm just getting older. But like the Falcons of of, the, of all the teams that I've root for, and again I'm also a Manchester United fan, unfortunately. Um, yeah, uh, we won't even talk about them right now. But of all the teams I root for, the, I'm like the most apathetic towards the Falcons because it's just they're just such a pathetic loser franchise where it's just like I really wish I could just root for somebody else. Like there's just no redeeming qualities. The, it's just horrible. They never win. They always let you down in the big spot, and you just know it's coming too. I mean, really, nowadays, like, the only thing I like with the Falcons, like, three players. It's, like, Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and Terrell. That's basically it. That, that's, that's the only people to like on the team because everyone <laughs> else is, is dog water. Uh, All right, so, so yeah. Yeah, I have one more question for you. So, yeah, during, during the Super Bowl, do you, do you remember this play? Like, I, I remember it so vividly. It's, like, burned into my mind. It's, like, third and seven on the 40-yard line. And it's a holding call. You know, it's a it's a pass to Muhammad Sanu, catches it the first down. The holding call on Ryan Schrader. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. this play, but yeah, I remember no, it so I, much. Yeah. And I remember at that point I was like, we're losing the game because there's no way if you, if you don't get points here, we're not getting points ever. And so, then that, yeah, right. So I literally locked myself in my room to watch the game. I'm like, I don't want to be around anybody. Uh, not to jinx it, I just don't want to be around anybody. And as they're winning, they're, you know, it's 28-3. I'm getting text messages. I'm like, shut up. Leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. And then the tide starts to turn, and I'm just like, just stop texting. And then everyone stopped texting me. They're like, no, there's no reason to text this guy right now and rub it in. And I still, to this day, as God is my witness, I still have not watched overtime of that Super Bowl. I knew it was gonna, I knew they were going to lose. I knew there was absolutely no point to watch it. And I still don't know how they lost. I just know that they lost. I won't, I, won't, I won't make it worse for you. There's no reason to know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I just knew what was going to happen. Just all the, the flashbacks of all the times. I've been a Falcons fan since the 90s. And all the times where they have leads and they blow games where you're just like, there's no way they can blow this game. There's just no way. And they do. And it all came flashing back. And once, you know, the catch with Edelman where you're just like, it's just not, oh like these God. things are happening. Like Once these things start happening, you're like, there's just no way. And you know what's crazy? That year, I remember, like, our defense wasn't that good. It was, like, a bad defense. Right, so it was when when Quinn took over the defense. Yeah. That's when they started to play well. But even then, I don't think the year they went, I don't think they were that good. Like, I don't think the front seven was that good. I don't remember remember them being that good. Maybe I'm just, like, misremembering. They started to play well, and their offensive line started to play well, and then just, just been... It's one of those things that where it just destroys your franchise, and it definitely has. There's just no right. coming back from that. And the jerseys these days, I mean, they're terrible. Like the the red, yeah. the gradient. I mean, it's just the whole the organization is a clown <laughs> People, Devils fans complain about the Devils. Go be a Falcons fan for a little bit, and then you want to so see a worse. clown show. Yeah, you want to see a clown <laughs> show? That's a clown show. All right, so we got sports out of the way. Me and Andrew wanted to do this kind of get to know you sort of thing. So we have some what we feel is some interesting questions to ask. Um, so bear with me here. What is your favorite movie? Okay. Um, I have a couple, but I'll go with one. 
I think the obvious choice for me, and the movie I've watched the most, is The Dark Knight. So it has to be mine. That is, that is a good choice. Now, I'm going to embarrass the living crap out of myself with some of these answers because you wouldn't expect it. But my favorite movie of all time is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. About 10 feet to my right for Christmas this year, my wife got me a poster and a signed golden ticket from Charlie Bucket. Somebody around here locally knows him personally and was doing signings, so she got that for me. Actually, Veruca Salt and uh, Mike TV are also signing next week, so I'm thinking about getting that signed as well. But yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time. I, That's very, I don't, I don't very interesting. I can't sing for anything, but I just love the movie. I've watched it a hundred thousand times probably at this point. Is there is there a reason why? Like any memories that you know associated with the movie? No, I have no idea why. I just have <laughs> watched it and I love it. I just absolutely love it. But I mean, The Dark Knight's a great one too. I mean, there's tons of movies I've watched thousands of times, but that's just my favorite movie. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to get a little deeper. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Huh, that's interesting one, actually. I mean, I think right now it'd be like a link or like, a, <laughs> like an ad for fucking pitchforks, maybe. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I have All nothing right. really to advertise. Yeah, it's so. a tough one. You know, we came up with the question and we were both trying to answer it. And I was like, I, I've really got nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like super corny about it. But like the only thing I could come up with was like live in the moment because I have a lot of trouble with that. Like, I'm always thinking like, what's going to happen next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And sometimes it's nice to kind of, you know, enjoy time with your family or like, you know, think about those sort of stuff, you know, that sort of stuff like in the moment. Which is something yeah. I kind of have to remind myself constantly to do. Yeah, that's a good one because you know, I mean, I'm I'm so, I'm in school right now. I'm, I'm I'm starting to be a doctor, and like you're thinking about you know your resume, you're thinking about exams, tests, all kinds of things, and you know, you know, I have school next week, and you know, I'm thinking about all these things I have to do. But you know, sometimes it's nice to think about you know, oh, you know, you live in the moment, it's summer, all this kind of things. So I think well, definitely summer's important. Not, summer's not over yet. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. holding on to it. It's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my daughter to be a fifth grader anymore. All right. That's great. So, yeah, great. Um, all right. So you're on a deserted island, right? Your plane crashes. You can choose three people to be with you. Anyone, alive, dead, family, celebrities, whatever you want. Who are you choosing? Um, I won't do family because I think that's a little bit of a cop out. Um, hmm. I think for celebrities, who's interesting? Trying to think. Um, I, I can go first if you want because I got my answers. Yeah, you go you first. Number one, The Rock. Okay. He can entertain you and he can do all the manly stuff that I definitely cannot do. <laughs> so that's number one. And I, and my wife and my daughter, because my daughter's awesome and my wife, she basically takes care of me. So I, I think with those three, I would be perfectly happy. Good answers. Okay, I think in the same vein with The Rock, I'm, I'm going to go Jason Momoa because he's, like, pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then I do, I think I do, like, Drewski or something like that, like a, like a funny person. So, like, you know, he's not, like, I'm on board all the time on the island. Okay. And that would be right. Bear Grylls. That's a good one. Oh, oh that is a good one. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. If I already... I already know your answer, what your answer is going to be to this. But if you could own any sports franchise in the world, who would it be and why? You know, I was, I was thinking Devil, but I think I might say United. Yep, that was my answer. Yeah. That's my answer as well. The, the, the history there, like, you know, you, as a Devils fan, you root for the Devils and they have history. But 
we're not talking about like united history like if you take especially from where they are right now with the glazers if you somehow won a trillion dollars and you bought them and you brought them back to glory the way they should be you'd be a legend forever the thing something beautiful about i think european sports in that sense where it's like so community based like i feel like with american sports it's it's it's, i still love it but it's just kind of commercial in a way and i think with you know, especially in England, like you have the the pyramid or whatever, like it just feels so much more, you know, community, you know, focus. And I think it'd be so fun to bring back, like you think about the, the glory days, you know, winning three in a row, you know, winning a treble. I mean, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, and you know, it's funny you say that because I was watching the. Unfortunately, I was watching the game against Brentford, Oof. and I'm like, where the hell is Brentford? And I'm like, oh, it's in London. And it's mm. so crazy to me, like that you have all you have a the city of London and how many teams play in london it's so crazy to me like to think about translating that to like like america like american sports i I couldn't even comprehend it it's really just like maybe the mess and the yankees or like like, kind of that in a way but it's even like think about like watford crystal palace fulham yeah like all these teams and even like manchester is not a big city you have two teams there like it's crazy to me two like huge stadiums like you know it's crazy right yep all right you're in a zombie apocalypse. What is your weapon of choice? Don't let me down here. Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm going to go a crossbow, like Joe Dixon, because it's okay. utility-based, right? Because, you know, it's not going to run out on you. It's not loud, right? And, um, you know, and it's a cool thing. It's pretty, you know, it's cool like to shoot people, you know, shoot. You know. <laughs> it's cool to shoot people. Yeah. Sorry well, put this guy uh, in the <laughs> Zombies, zombies, zombies. (laughs) So I I was torn. I was between a uh, a crowbar and a katana. And now just the katana because it's super cool and you could just chop stuff up with it. And if you're, you know, you can use it for many things. But like a crowbar is also very useful. Like not only can you kill zombies with it, but you need to get in a door. You need to do this. You need to break a window. You need to do this sort of stuff. You can do everything with it. But I'm still going with the katana just because it's so damn cool. Yeah, who's the uh, who's the character? Uh, Michonne, right? She has a she has like the, the machete and like that. It's kind of like that way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like these like the Donna, uh, you know, Leonardo from Ninja Turtles katana, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, so I, I I can't knowing your background now that you've been. I, I'm assuming are you Indian because you said yep. you lived in India for a while. So I, I can't wait to actually hear the answer to this. What's your electric chair meal? And I'm curious if it's like something here. Is it like a family recipe? Something, something like that. Because that's that's what mine would be. You know, I mean, my last meal. I think I do something my, my mom makes because I mean, you know, you got to do uh, motherly meals. And I think I do. Um, it, it basically like Indian potato, like potato fry, basically. But instead of fries, is I mean, I call it potato fry. Um, okay. or you call it, yeah, I mean, it's basically what it is. Um, and instead of like the fry shape, it's like a, it's like cubes and you, you eat it with rice and, um, it's, it's pretty good. And, and yeah, and something I've always ate as a kid and eats today as well. So, you know, I think we a good meal. Yeah. So my, my grandmother, rest in peace. Um, she made, so she grew up in Italy, came over and grew up on a farm in the Bronx, which is crazy to me, like an actual farm in the Bronx. She was in, like the, in, the, in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> um and she made pasta I'll, I'll say for the non-italians here pasta uh fagioli but it's pasta pasta fazool is what we call it and she makes it 
well, she made it unbelievable. My mother's tried to make it and she can't make it even close to how <laughs> she made it. But it's it's something I always think about when I think about her. Um, but yeah, it's it was just amazing. Oh, all right. So, these are, so we have some more uh, and some more questions. I don't want to go too many questions, but these are some pretty damn good questions we came up with. If you wanted to disappear, what country would you go to to hide in? Well, from disappearing, it must be for a reason, right? So I think, what's the hard question to get to? Maybe like, I mean, it has to be a good country. You can't just live in like, you know, <laughs> like it's middle of nowhere, right? I think I do like, maybe like Kuwait or something, like something random. Wait, you know, man, that's like, I don't know, that seems like a little dangerous, you know, a little bit, but I mean, but then again, you know, if you're already, you're already maybe running away from something, maybe, dangerous, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll come out on top, all right, yeah. So, have you ever seen the movie Eurovision on Netflix? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it, yeah. Okay, so they're in Iceland, that's where I would go. I don't know why, I just love that area. I've never been there, I just want to go to Scandinavia in that area, and that movie made me want to live there. It's weird that it's not cold there, right? I mean, it's cold, but like I mean, it is. But yeah, yeah. There's so it's you know. There's, I think it's just one of these like uh, you know the the seasons are different than here, like at different times of the year, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's cold, but it's not like uh, so we say like Iceland is not like covered in ice and snow, and Greenland's not green, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Andrew would like to know what song gets you pumped up. Oh, I mean, it's a lot of songs. I mean, I, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not like a favorite song kind of person. That kind of changes every like every couple of days. I'm the same. Uh, I, mean, I guess I can look my Spotify right now. Let's see. Um, so I can tell you the one song that gets me pumped up, and only because when I was a kid and I played hockey and stuff, it's "Damn It" from Blink One Eighty Two. So I think right now, when I, you know, when I played sports, that was the one that kind of. <laughs> I think right now the one I'm listening to a lot is "Rich Girl." By uh, Daryl Hall and John John Oates. Yeah. That gets you pumped up. I, I mean, Paul and Oates gets you pumped up. I just like singing it. I don't know. <laughs> it is a good song. I'm not gonna lie. I, I prefer Private Eyes, honestly. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, and this one's this one's gonna embarrass me. And I, Andrew Andrew doesn't even know my answer to these, so he's gonna hear this. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure TV show or movie? Mean Girls. I've seen I've seen trust me, I've seen all these movies. Mine is the entire step up franchise. Now I cannot dance worth a shit, but I love watching other people dance. I don't know no, why. It's the no, entire step up franchise. I've watched this movie so much so I have a sister and she's like really into these step up movies. And the first one actually isn't that bad. Like it's real cringe and it's 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 really dumb, but like something about it is is, is really good. Moose, you know, Moose and his moves. Yeah, I, I just love, I don't know why. I just love those <laughs> movies. And my, I would say All In is my favorite one, the one where they're in Vegas for the corny TV show. I don't know why. I just like that one the best. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I can think hear I, everybody listening to this episode laugh at me. It's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I think my favorite is the first one because the ending, like, song I always loved. Uh, yeah. Where, like, where they're, like, trying to get, like, the, some, some music school. I don't know what the plot is again, yeah. but like Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, and again, the soundtrack, I've listened to the songs. I, I'm a big loser. What do I want me to tell you? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I like terrible movies. I like terrible TV shows. I like terrible music. I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is the last question before I'm going to ask you for your hottest take. Right. You're the president and you get to sell one U.S. state. What state are you selling? Hmm. I think based off just like just based off popularity, I'm gonna say Wyoming. Like, who cares about Wyoming? Wyoming. Oh, okay. I without hesitation, once I saw this question, my answer, my gut reaction was California. Get it out of here. Get I mean, they were thinking about leaving anyway, right? So I'm good. Gonna... They can go. Bye bye. <laughs> go. Or I just, Florida. I would never want to live there in a billion years, and Florida is a close second. Yeah, but my whole fam- my whole family lives there now, so I can't get rid of it because they wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, California, just everything about it. it's just not my. You know, how would you like to have people that are just not your kind of people? That's what I take. Most people that live in California are just not my kind of people. Yeah, I have um, so like, I'm in the south, right? So you know, you have like the southern, you know, southern hospitality kind of thing. But it actually, it's true because if you go to, you go to California, you go to New York, like. People are not like nice to you. They're kind of just like no. self-centered, or I mean, not, you know, they they're doing this stuff, you know, in their own time. But they're not people that will go out of their way to maybe help you out. And so, right. and it's so expensive too. I mean, New Jersey is expensive, but California is like next level. Uh, uh, in junior year of high school, I went to New York um, for the school trip, and I, I remember staying at a hotel at the Hilton, and it was like eight bucks of water, and I was like, "What? Like, where does this like?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, our pro- New Jersey property taxes, just everything's expensive. And you know, not to bring it back to hockey, since we're doing some fun stuff here, but you you have to wonder if things like that play in when people are talking about signing free agent contracts. And I don't mean just New Jersey, but like you can live in places where there's no income tax, or you're gonna get more of your money. You know, personally, if it were me, I would choose to play there. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, think about Florida or these countries, America, or states that don't have income Texas, tax. Yeah, Florida, Texas, I think Nashville, like all those places. I would yeah. much rather play there. And plus, I feel like New Jersey, at least what I remember from it, like I don't think there's that many nice places to live that are close to Newark. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but what I remember so from I, it. I personally, I've lived here 40 years. I hate New York City. It makes me <laughs> so anxious. I hate going there. I just refuse to. But I've grown up 15, 20 minutes in there my entire life. So there are really nice areas, and there's, there's, you know, Bergen County is like, so, like one of the richest counties in the in the country. Like, so there's a lot of nice uh, suburban areas. There's also some not so nice areas in New Jersey, and you know, people see, you know, they fly into Newark Airport and they see, they think that's New Jersey. But there's New Jersey for all its faults and how much it costs and all that stuff. It is a beautiful state in terms of you have the beach, you have, you know, you can get like every season basically in New Jersey. You know, you got rural, you got farms, you got horse farms, you got the beach, you got, you're right near the city with some nice, like, suburb town. So it, it's not a terrible place to raise a kid, but it's just too damn expensive. And, you know, it's crazy, but New Jersey is actually closer to Philadelphia than Columbus, but, you know, we won't, we won't get into that. Uh... <laughs> well, he wanted to be close to family, just not too close. It's not too close. I, honestly, once he said that, I heard that, I think it was he said it or somebody like, you want to be close to family, but not like really close to family. I get it. And you <laughs> like, know what? I, I, I do. I do get it, actually. Because like, that is kind of annoying if you think about it. Like, you have people constantly, you know, up in your space. That makes sense. I think, I think the biggest issue was getting out of, Cal- 
out of Canada when they said they wanted to be closer to family because you can't get on a plane, you know, especially with COVID and everything with all the rules and it's different. It's just difficult. In um, Calgary, I mean, Calgary, the other side of the, the country. So, right. So even moving halfway across the country to Columbus, it's what an hour and a half, two hour plane ride. You're home with family, family comes to you. So I get it. He didn't want to be here, whatever. I'm not going to cry over it anymore. I'm done crying over it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So our, our last segment here, this new little segment we're going to do called the last take. Let's hear your hottest take. I have two for you. I have a hockey related one and I have a general one. Okay. So the general one I'll do first. The Friends is the single most overrated show of all time. I can dig it. I, can I dig hate it. Friends. I think Friends I is it. not funny. I hate. I My think it's so dumb. It. My wife watches it. I hate it. I can't even turn. I can't even stand to watch two minutes of it. I can't stand it. It's just. It's just not funny. I, I don't. I don't see the 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 comedy in it. I don't know. I, I've always hated it. And I continue to hate it. Okay. And what's your hockey take? My hockey take is Owen Power is the most overrated player, or overrated prospect in the, in the NHL right now. Okay. And right. I'll, I'll, I'll show you reasoning for this as well. Go ahead. Let's hear the reason. Okay. So when I was watching him, uh, you know, doing, you know, analysis for, for the draft uh, a, a, two, a year ago, because, um, you know, the Devils might have gotten the first overall pick last year. You never know. Um, and so I remember looking at power and you see the size, you see the skating, you see the offensive ability. Think, okay, this guy is good. And maybe you can see the reason why he'd be one. And then you actually watch him play. And this guy, like, cannot get the fuck out of the zone. He, he's he's small in, 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 at the, on the boards. He's he's just so like weak in terms of his rush defense. He just lets people come towards him and all these things. And I was thinking of this before I watched uh, Will Scouting video, by the way. I mean, a great YouTuber uh, for any uh, prospect um, analysis. You should go watch him. And he was in the exact same thing. He was saying like he's he has these flashes of moments where he's very good, but when you watch him play and even watch him playing against Denver in, in, um, in the final four, he's not that good. And he was honestly better than him. So uh, good for us, I guess, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. I mean, you know, um, it's hard to say now because we have a little different coaching staff, but like to me, any, I, listen, I'm sure Elaine Nazardine's a nice person. I don't think he's a good coach. And if you look at our defensemen, and has anyone since he was here, did any literally did any of our defensemen get better? No, and the answer is about, no. And I've uh, seen people say, "Oh, Siegenthaler got better." No, he didn't. He's the exact same player he was three years ago. Just he played more minutes. Right, and he's good. But he's I, very you good. know, I you know, I'm not going to get into the whole Severson debate because everyone knows how I feel, but. He started off so promising, and sure, you know, I don't, I'm not an analytics guy. I can only do watch what I see with my own eyes. And defensively, he's a liability. Offensively, he's fine. But I would have liked to have seen him improve year after year and get better. And I just don't see him in any of these guys. Ty Smith, now he's gone. But you see these prospects come in, and you hope that your coaching staff is getting the most out of these players. And it didn't seem like they were doing that. So my point is, <clears throat> even if Owen Power came in last year, let's say, I- I'm not sure that it would have been a great fit for us anyway. I, I kind of prefer the Luke Hughes playing another year in Michigan. And now we don't have to deal with Nazruddin. 
now we can get a real coaching staff in place, and now you bring him along, and you have a good player. Yeah, I mean, um, with Severson, like, I think for what he is in the second, or maybe like the second pair in defenseman, he's, he's fine for that role. I think if you're using him for a first pair, you know, number one defenseman, he probably isn't bad. Um, and uh, with Ty Smith, I mean, Ty Smith, I mean, I like him so much his rookie year. And, and I know the you know the um, the charts people and the graphs people they'll say he wasn't very good, but I thought he I thought he looked really good. I watched a lot of games um, last year, and this year it's like I mean he's terrible. Like he's so bad. Like I, I'm like dumbfounded at how bad he is. Like it was it was it was crazy to think that he was actually an NHL player. That's how bad he, he was. He, he was a Calder like. You know, yeah. uh, you know, like nominee, not not nominee, but like in in discussion. So, yeah, he was just and butcher just, too. Butcher's even worse because oh. uh, I saw I saw a tweet uh, the other day saying, "Oh, Drysdale had thirty two points in the NHL. That's so great." Will Butcher had like forty four, and no yeah, one talked about him. Fell off the and, cliff. Like, yeah, <laughs> the sophomore slump is real, I guess. Right. But the good thing is, uh, we have Vegas coach now, and you think about you know Theodore and and Haig and. White, uh, white cloud, and his name is. Um, yeah, I think I think they've assembled a good staff. I'm curious. Uh, we had um, Ryan on last week, Ryan Novozinski, and he mentioned something. And I wasn't, I didn't realize it until he said it that they hired uh, what's his face, um, the coach, Jesus, I'm going blank, a brunette yep. as an associate coach, not an assistant coach, which I, which I didn't realize, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, does that mean they're going to hire another assistant coach, or are we set? I don't know. So I remember uh, when uh, Goff Ward left us for Calgary a couple years ago, um, Ray Sher was saying like that he would have blocked the move if it was in a promotion, and he got hired at Calgary as an associate. So there is like some level of you know uh, authority that associate coach gets. I'm not sure what he what that means for that I'm not sure if they go get another power play guy or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think don't know. It's, it's curious. It's definitely curious to me that the terminology, and I think it's just makes sense. Like whether they're good or bad this year, I think Ruff is destined to move to the front office and Brunette's going to be your head coach. And I don't mean it because they're going to fire Ruff. I just think whatever happens, I think that's just the next logical step for everything, everyone to go to. Yeah, I, I think with a three-year deal, I think even when they got, when he had hired, I don't think he ever was one of these things where even if he you know did well, he's going to stay on. I think. Yeah, his um, contract's up. It's a good time to hire. You know, Burnett. I'm sure they had to tell him. You know, the job's yours to lose, basically. And you know, plus, I mean, you know, the guys like him. You know, Jack. You said it, you know you know personally and out loud that he liked him rough. So um, he seems a good yeah. guy. I think it that's his forte, right? I think it's he's a player's guy. Like he's good at evaluating talent and getting the best out of talent, but I just don't think he's a great coach. I don't think he's a great fit in terms of personality and that sort of stuff. So who knows? I, I just think I just think that the way that we play to maybe the players we had the last couple of years. I mean, you think about the defensive we've had. They're not rushing up. They're not. They're not going to. You know, they're not going to pinch on 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 the blue line. These guys are not that kind of player. I think that forced a lot of it. And you think about the way they play it, it's like it's almost encouraging shots from the point to then go get a rebound and, and go with the opposite way. And so I don't think Devil had the goaltending to deal with it or even had the 
the defensemen, nor had the forwards to really track back and and and, and you know so, you know we look at the the you know the way that the the opposition is shooting and the way that they're you know they're they're setting up their offensive plays. So I think for all the bad rep that Ruff gets, I, I don't think he would deserve to be coach at this point. You, you think about like the the, the loss that we had last year. You, know, you think about Florida. You think about Boston last year. Um, but I do think that maybe this year, I think if he gets good goaltending and, and if if the power play and penalty kill are, are you know are decent. I think maybe we can see, you know, what his vision for the team is. A lot of ifs. A lot lot of ifs. A lot. (laughs) All right, so we'll end this here with my hot take that's going to piss off half the Devils fan base probably, but I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. Bruce Springsteen is the most overrated and awful musician I've ever heard in my entire life. Every song song sounds the same. Every song sounds the same. They're (laughs) terrible. And he's always got a slip and he's from Jersey. We get it. You're blue collar. We get it. You're not blue collar, but you say you are. We get it. I can't I mean, stand him. It gets I've me heated been, every time somebody tells me he's a good musician. I've never been a big fan. So, I mean, I'm not going to even. Terrible. I'll tell you, though, I did like that movie, Blinded by the Light. That was a really good movie. I've, never seen, that one? I've never seen it. But... So, it's, uh, I think he's a Pakistani kid um, in England and he. Loves Bruce Springsteen, and it's a whole oh, thing. Like, yes, music's I intertwined. It was really That's good. I, I really liked yes. it, which is crazy considering I hate his music, but the movie was really good. The story's good. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good story. All right. So, unless you have anything else you'd want to pass out to Devil's Nation here while, they're, while we have them here. Anything yeah, I else mean, yeah. I mean, I guess just check out my my articles. I'm pro- I'm probably going to come out with the one on Luke Hughes in a couple of days. And, um, you know, thank you for the support. I guess I think the Devil's Fan has been really nice to me and um, and all of our staff at, at Pucks Pitchfork. So thank you, and you know, hopefully the support continues. Follow him, Sam A O L D one on Twitter. Actually, Sam? you want to know? You want a story oh, about go that? Go ahead. Uh, my name is Sam Anu, actually, not Sam, and um, it's S A M A N E W. So. At school, everyone called me Sam Old because new old. So, and that's always that's the reason why behind my uh, my username. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, well, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Getting to know you a little bit. Uh, we're hoping to do this with some more Devils fans. Get some more uh, get to know you stuff out there. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Happy to have you on again sometime. And again, check out his articles. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank Everybody, you. Thank you. Have a great night.